I already put on my recording voice. Hang on. Uh, my noble voice. So what do we talk about, Gomi? What's uh, what's the hot topic for this episode? Oh, the hot topic. It's not my favorite topic, but it is the hot topic. The future of our Australian superstar, Daniel Ricciardo. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Look, I, um, I've i had a lot of people ask questions about what's going on right now right? in yeah, the yeah. world of Formula One driver contracts. Um, the silly season. It is silly season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is absolutely living up to its name. But I like it when all the silly drivers are going through this contract best. Not, <laughs> not Daniel Ricciardo. No. Do you want to tell the viewers about Daniel's eyes that time that you met him? So, oh my God. So this was back in <laughs> April. Um, and I have a, a scar on my shoe to prove what, like, the impact it had on me. But saw Daniel Ricciardo. It was about, he was about maybe... Five ten meters in front of me. So this was the the Melbourne Walk where the drivers go into the paddock, and yep. the sun, like there was a sun ray that like shone, 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 shone on his face, and I could see through the art, uh, like through the sun, I could through see through the depths of his soul. <laughs> so it like it hit his eyes. And his yeah. eyes were like light brown. I think I could see, you know, through like the pupil into like the. Um, All right. You know what? You know what? I'm really eye. sorry I asked. Okay. Why don't you just tell us what's going <laughs> on with Daniel's culture? Okay, that's a bit weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, the minute I started following F1, it's not been a great time for Daniel. Um, so no, he, he joined McLaren at the start of, of 2021, yes. I believe. And it's really been a tough battle for him, uh, since day one, uh, constantly outperformed by his teammate. Uh, and then earlier this year, his, his boss came out and, and had some things to say. Oh, he shocked us all. Uncle Zach he said some horrible things. <laughs> he was he shocked saying, you. yeah, he was like, Daniel hasn't performed to his or our expectations in his like American voice. And he said, <laughs> um, he also said, there are some mechan- mechanisms that we could exit the contract if we wish to do so. That is the worst. <laughs> that is a hideous event. For someone that lived in New York for two years. Look, I forget which part of America is from. But I tried to just like I know different accents. I don't know if I got the right one or it was all come. I don't I don't I don't think you know any American accents. Alright, well I'll listen back to it later. But I thought it was okay in my head. It was really bad. Anyway. I was hoping Daniel's performance will just like skyrocket after because he's you know, whenever you hear him in interviews, he's really like quite positive and he's like, I'm working hard, we're making progress, every race it's getting better, everything's making more sense. So we've got one Australian driver having a real hard time of things, but then we've got another Australian driver by the name of Oscar Piastri. Another Italian Australian driver. Yes, that's true. And Oscar, for anyone who hasn't heard of Oscar yet, he has been killing it in the junior formula, right? So Formula Renault Euro Series, I think he won. Then he won Formula 3. Then last year, at the end of 2021, he won the Formula 2 championship. 
And so we're all we're all watching the driver market like. Okay, and is it like a, surely... a brutal like like first like clear first winner or it's like close? Yeah, I think it was pretty close. It was clo- yeah, it wasn't like a huge domination, but at the end of the day, uh, if someone wins it in their first year, that's a really good indicator of of their of their talent. So a meteoric rise for him through the formula, and we were waiting for him to to get that Formula One drive at the end of twenty twenty one. Yeah, there were rumors he'll join Williams, but then they were like, nah, he's owned by Alpine, so. That's right. So he is on an Alpine development contract. So they've invested a lot of time and effort into bringing him up, helping him develop. But unfortunately, things didn't work out for 2022 and he he didn't get a race drive. He had to settle for a test drive. That was sad. That was sad. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of where we're sitting at. We've all been sort of trying to keep an eye on him as a, as the next Aussie to make it into Formula One. Um, and just waiting to see what opportunities he gets. Now... Going into the Hungarian Grand Prix weekend, Hungara we had just heard Hungara Ring at Budapest, in Budapest, we had just heard that Sebastian Vettel was going to retire from Formula One next Hang year. On. How did he do at that At the end again? of this year. How did he um, announce his retirement? <laughs> it was a bit, well, it was he, a bit of up he, and down, wasn't it? It was dramatic. He 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 joined social media, which was huge for us because Sebastian Vettel has it famously like avoided social yes. media. Yeah, like um, all social media, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, look, I'm not trying to sound like a know-it-all or anything, but his his Instagram bio did sort of ring a bit of an alarm bell for me when I read it. It had something about one more race to win, um, and you know, it it had something about a. It, it felt like he was talking about some sort of a, a greater purpose or other purpose in life so i thought okay he's starting to set himself up for whatever he wants to do next in um next in life um but i only had to think about it for what two hours or something because his first ever post on social media was a video of himself announcing that he was leaving formula one and there was a bit of chat about okay you know who's going to replace him at aston martin and one of the names that were being thrown around was oscar piastri however however uh, however after the Hungaro Ring, Hungarian Grand Prix weekend, day one of the summer break. What happened? Fernando Alonso. He tells everyone that he's leaving Alpine yep. to go to Aston Martin. I thought he was like leaving to retire to let you know the young generation come through like Vettel did. But no, he's taking up Vettel's seat. He is the younger so generation, no one... as far as he's concerned. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, what, 41? Yeah, yeah, so 41 that is, years old. That's young, that's young outside of F1, but not in F1. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so he's going to Aston Martin, which is like, what? It was a bit of a left field Like, move. Like, wait, 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 roll that back. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It seemed like a strange move, right? Because he's settled in so Alpine, he's getting pretty old and late in his career. And Alpine's doing well. Like, they're yeah. fighting for, like, fourth and the third in the constructors. Like, yeah. where's Aston Martin? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're a team that are on the up, I guess. And uh, hopefully their plan is over the next five years or so to to improve and become a, a winning team. you got to ask the question, though, like, what? Fernando's 41. Like, why now? Um so that was a bit of a weird one, but what it did mean is that all of a sudden there was a seat free at Alpine, the same team that has Oscar Piastri under contract as a development yes. driver, as a test driver, yes. and yes. so it was all Piastri going place, Alpine. Right? All the Aussies, yes, yep. Alpine seat has finally opened up because last year it was like 
Piastri didn't get a seat and Alonso wouldn't retire. But now it's like, there's a seat open. Thank you, Alonso. Exactly. Right? It was exactly like that. And Alpine then announced what we were all expecting, that Oscar Piastri yes. would be racing for them in 2023. Woohoo! And yeah. The, the joy was somehow short-lived, though, because not two hours what? have gone by. Maybe two hours. Exactly. <laughs> That was my reaction when I woke up and I what? read one tweet after the other because the second tweet was from Oscar Piastri himself denying what Alpine oh. had just announced. And he was saying that, no, as a matter of fact, I will not be racing for Alpine in 2023. Oh, my God. What dun, dun, is dun. going on? Like, Alonso, why did he leave Alpine? Piastri, why didn't he go to Alpine? What is going on? Yeah, so we're all like super confused as to what's going on. However, there had been some murmurings around the traps that Oscar Piastri and his management had been chatting to McLaren, who, no, as you mentioned, no. you know, they've been sort of not not having a great time with Daniel. Philander seat, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Now, despite no. Daniel having a contract, Daniel Ricciardo having a contract for 2023 with McLaren, um, it appears that yes. perhaps Side sale delivered. It appears no. that perhaps their eyes have been wandering a bit and that maybe they've been speaking to Oscar Piastri. Now that's not confirmed, but that's widely believed to to have been the case. Ah, why can't they be room for two Aussies on the grid? That's what I wanted. That's well, what I wanted. We don't, we don't know that's not gonna happen just yet. Um, so I guess that's where we're up to right now, right? Like that's what we know. That Oscar Piastri will not be driving for Alpine. We know, we, we believe that his management has been talking to McLaren. Even though McLaren have two contracted drivers, we also know that Alpine still believe that they have a contract with Oscar Piastri for next year. So they reckon that he should be driving oh. for them. But clearly, oh Piastri and his management think that there's some sort of a clause or a loophole in the contract that allows him They got lawyers. To they, they do, nice. they do. So that's kind of like the gist of where we're at right now. But I think when you look into it a little bit further, it gets like a really interesting, it gets real XOXO gossip girl. And um, we've got our own lonely boy, Dan, in this storyline. Oh, my God. What a great gossip girl, Jack. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> thank you. Thank oh, you, my God. Yeah, now, yeah. Lonely boy, Dan. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, I want to introduce you to a character like, you know, you know, like when TV shows get a little bit boring and they bring in some random character from the past. Yes. Like in Gossip Girl, it was that um, that dark haired chick. I, I don't even remember that far. That long oh, ago, my God. Anyway. Yeah. I don't pretend like thing. you didn't watch Gossip Girl. <laughs> you watched the whole I, thing. I, I was on that before everyone else, I will admit. But I only watched the first three seasons. Anyway, that aside. I want to introduce you to a guy called Flavio Briatore. Now, all of you new Formula One what fans a name. will have what no idea. What a name. Yeah, it is quite a name. And his character really, really matches the name as well. Flavio, um, I don't know heaps about him, but what, from what I remember, he, um, he was a businessman, an Italian businessman. And even in the early 80s, he got busted for doing like some fraud stuff, you know, and he got sent to jail or he got like a jail sentence. I don't know if he actually served it or not. I don't know how that stuff oh, works. God. This guy um, is like... He was a dodgy businessman. Yeah. I'm Googling right now. I want to see what this guy looks and like. And then at some point, he um, he started opening up some Benetton franchises. Uh, Benetton was like a, or is a, a worldwide clothing brand. And those of you who know a little bit more about Formula One would probably recall that in the late 80s and the 90s, one of Benetton's main marketing strategies was to own and run a Formula One team, the Benetton Formula One team. Did Jensen? Ben? 
Button? <laughs> Jensen, <laughs> Jensen Button. I would say the most famous race driver to, to race for the Benetton Formula One team was Michael Schumacher, who won the 1994 and 1995 World Championships driving for Benetton. Now, right, okay, I knew I had that name somewhere. The, the team principal for Benetton was Flavio Briatore. He, he had relationships with, um, with Luciano Benetton. I think he's the, he was the actual guy that invented Benetton. Um, and he rose, he rose to that position of sort of like being a big dog in the Formula One operation. And, um, you know, by the late 90s, the early 2000s, uh, Flavio Briatore was like your, your Toto Wolfs of today, your Christian Horners, your Mattia Binotto's, right? a big name in the world of Formula One. Um, and actually, you'll, you'll appreciate this. I think his, his part, past partners, Flavio's, include Naomi Campbell and Heidi Klum. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. He dated them? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like, like oh, proper partners. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, wow. And I don't know if yeah, you've seen it. Why do you yet. say that from the beginning? <laughs> that says it all, like all that other stuff. But yeah. Okay. He's, he's a big name. Um, in addition to being a team principal at Benetton, which turned into Renault, he was also a manager for many, many drivers. Um, and one of those drivers was a guy by the name of Mark Webber, who you and I know very well because he grew up 20 minutes from where we grew up. Um, yeah, yeah. And Another Aussie talent. That's right. And Mark Webber just happens to be a driver manager himself these days after having retired from Formula One. And uh, I did mention before Oscar Piastri and his driver management. Are you two and two together here? So Webber is Piastri's manager. Webber is Piastri's manager. Uh, Webber also has a close relationship with Flavio Briatore. Wait, how? Oh, because of... Yeah, you know, he used to be his manager. They're good friends. Um, the other thing to keep in mind, other thing to keep in mind is one Fernando Alonso. He's pretty good friends with Mark Webber. He is also very, very good friends with Flavio Briatore because of course he is. Flavio Briatore was team principal of Renault when Renault won two drivers' world titles with Fernando Alonso in two thousand five and two thousand and six. So everyone knows everyone here. They're all buddies here, right? And now, if you kind of put that into the context of everything that's happened here. Fernando Alonso leaving Alpine, a team that he has a long-standing relationship with, but apparently was feeling a little bit undervalued by. As in, didn't get enough money? Yeah, or apparently they weren't they listening weren't to him for development. Power. Apparently they weren't offering him too much money. They didn't want to give him a particularly long contract, right? The other thing to keep in mind is Flavio Briatore, his dodgy ways did not end in the world of business. Um, they continued into Formula One, and there's a whole other episode we can do about what happened there. But he was effectively banned from Formula One and drivers managed by Flavio Briatore were effectively banned from Formula One. So he was exiled from the world of Formula One. He did something pretty bad. Oh, my God. So he can't really be directly involved in Formula One anymore. And the team that he left at that time was the Renault Formula One team. And safe to say, it probably wasn't the greatest of uh, endings to a relationship. There would have been a bit of animosity there. Fernando Alonso is now driving, was now driving for that team. And Flavio Briatore, maybe he saw an opportunity there to unsettle that team, uh, get back at some of his old enemies and maybe pick up the phone, speak to his old friend Fernando. And uh, I don't know, what, what could have made Briatore do that? Maybe it was a phone call from his old friend, Mark Weber, who was trying to get the best possible drive for Oscar Piastri. So you can see how it all just kind of links together. You can see also there's other relationships there. Um, 
McLaren's team principal, Andreas Seidel, is also a good friend of Mark Webber's. They used to work together in the Porsche World Endurance Championship team. So they have a close working relationship. You can think about Otmar Safnauer. He's a team principal of Alpine. However, he only recently left Aston Martin after it was taken over by the Stroll family. He didn't see eye to eye with Lawrence Stroll and he ended up exiting. And again, there were some reports that it wasn't the happiest ending to relationships. So Aston Martin get to uh, get to have a bit of revenge on Safnauer. Alonso yes. okay. gets to gets to give a bit of an fu to Alpine for undervaluing him. Yes. Briatore ha- gets to have a bit of revenge for his old team Alpine again, and Mark Webber gets the best possible outcome for his team using all of these relationships. Oh my God! There is so much going on. What? I it's, did not know any of this. It's the Formula One Piranha Club. Right. And only seasoned F1 followers like you know all of the relationships. <laughs> I, think, I, I can see your house having like, like, like pictures up there and with then the string, have like little with like... With the string between Yeah, 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 them. with the string. This is what you've been doing for like the last week. Like Flavio. I'm exactly that. And the missing answer was Flavio. <laughs> exactly. He, he really is the was. tie. Was all of this. Was, okay. It all this is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. There's a bit of XOXO Gossip Girl in Formula One oh, for you. Oh, my God. But the worst thing is Lonely Boy Dan. <laughs> he's he's probably going to lose his seat at McLaren. Now, will he like go it. to Alpine or will he not have a seat at all? That's, that's the well, question. Well, that's kind of an interesting question because, again, Alpine was the team that he left. They were called Renault at the time to, to go did, to McLaren. And he did so after joining them on a lot of money. So they spent a fair bit of money bringing him over to Renault. Then he got a lot of money to go to McLaren. He was a very in-demand driver. Now, there's rumors that there are some big dogs out in Renault Alpine land um, that weren't too happy about that move, as you would imagine. Um, But also, a lot of the leadership has moved on from Alpine. So general murmurings are that there's probably a door open for him, potentially, to go back to Alpine. I heard that Otmar even said that there would be no issues. That's right. And uh, if you think about it, yeah. Otmar wasn't at Alpine when, when all those no, things happened with wasn't. Daniel. No, so no. that might help yeah. him out a little bit. Oh, man. So much going on. I'd, would you love to go to dinner with all these people, I wonder? Oh, my God. It would be the best dinner ever. <laughs> like, you would just be sitting there with, like, that Michael Jackson meme of popcorn, just watching it all unfold. <laughs> and, like, little, like snide comments here and there and like you know inside jokes and backstabbing and then you'd have me in the corner just just daydreaming about actual racing because that's what i can't wait for we're weeks away from it but i can't wait to go racing again in spa and uh hopefully see some good battles So the last one minute has been me chewing on my gym dam and watching the sound waves go up and down.